Hey everybody, this is Alyssa. And this is Steve. And we are the McMasters, and you are listening to And Counting. That's right. It has actually been 845 days and counting since we tied the knot. Can you believe that? I actually cannot believe that. We're so in love. 2020 seems like it was forever ago. I know, but here we are, (laughs) and into our third year of marriage. And this podcast is all about giving you good relationship advice, better marriage advice, and okay parenting advice. And we are going to mix in a little bit of witty banter along the way. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) So what this podcast is all about is Steve and I are going to give you our ins and outs of what it's like to be in our marriage, which we consider pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a good perspective. We're going to have some laughs, probably some arguments along the way, some disagreements. We'll see what happens, you know, (laughs) all authentic, all realness. So for today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our biggest red flags and our biggest green flags of dating for marriage dating that's right Alyssa. so i can't help but go back to our first date and like to be honest there i didn't really see any red flags (laughs) (laughs) i'm perfect i know but we've all been there we've all been dating we've all dated throughout our lives so we thought it'd be fun idea to kind of go back and forth on what we think the red flags are for each of us and the green flags now here's the thing is we're not going to talk about like the big red flags we're not going to talk about the cheating we're not going to talk about the not having a job when they said they did we're not going to talk about the having a secret child that they wanted to keep from you. Oh, he has to be a good communicator. Like Those are too easy. Yeah, and we're all bad communicators at times. We're going to get into <laughs> the real red flags and green flags that we have seen in our dating lives that were like an absolute s- stopper. I've got some that are they're pretty specific. <laughs> and we want to share these with you because when you're dating... You want to be dating for marriage. And if you're dating and you're not dating for marriage, that's totally fine. And you're just kind of trying around. But if you are dating for marriage, here are some of our biggest red flags and green flags. They might not be yours and that's okay, but we hope that uh, you relate to a couple of them. Are you okay if I kick it off? Kick it off, baby. Okay, we're going to go with red flag number one for me. My biggest red flag is when people send their food back. There's nothing I hate more then when somebody gets whatever they get and there's like a little a little hair like i'm sure you've had we've all had worse things in our mouth that came out a little dirty <laughs> it, should, but it should you have had the worst just, things in your mouth <laughs> i've been there just pull it aside eat your food be kind to your waiter or waitress why are you inconvenient you're you're just creating a huge inconvenience for the kitchen and them just eat your food okay so now i'm asking you when you say sending back your food, like if they give you something wrong, what do you think? I mean, if I order a steak sandwich with fries and I get the lobster ravioli, nine times out of ten, I'm going to eat the lobster ravioli. And when they come back around and ask me, how how is everything? I'm going to be like, mm, really good. Like, okay, thank you. So, so your red flag, <laughs> you don't love when people send their food back regardless of like how bad the mess up is okay if i have to get even more specific yeah. if you order a steak and it's me you order it medium and it comes out medium rare eat the steak okay that completely makes sense and i agree with that one if okay. i was yeah if i was on a date and a guy sent back his food um really like you said like regardless of like what was wrong with it like even if there was a giant hair in there i'm going to be like sucking off the cheese and putting the hair on the ground like <laughs> I know that's disgusting, but like I, I'm I just love like, you. 
<laughs> if a guy sent his food back because like a minor inconvenience, I'm just like, oh man, like I think that's that's where I'm drawing the line. Like, okay, minor inconveniences like I got the toss salad instead of Caesar. Like, give me a break. Okay, you know what? I like that red flag. I think that's a really good one. Um, okay, my first red, red red flag. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. When a guy goes into your fridge without permission and i guess this also goes for every gender but when someone goes who you're dating goes into your fridge without permission and i mean you're going back to your house maybe it's the first date you go girl you go boy maybe it's the 12th date and you're back at your place and then they just like enter your fridge i find it like very intrusive okay so first off first date back at her place green flag (laughs) love that (laughs) things are going well oh heck yeah i i my gut says to disagree. Like if 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 you're going back to her house, I mean that should be enough of permission alone to be like, hey, uh, come on in, make yourself at home. I go into the fridge, I I grab like a sandwich. I mean, I guess I, I want to be like fulfilled before I like you know. We you know, no, it. I get it, but like I feel like going into my fridge, like I want explicit consent. Like I want somebody to be like, "Is it okay if I go into your fridge?" And if they if they just go in, I just feel like I feel violated. Here's an example: someone that I know this actually did not happen to me. It happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. No, it actually happened to like a very good friend of mine. Um, she was seeing a guy, and he walked into her fridge, took out the block of cheese, and took a bite of the cheese, and then put the cheese back in the fridge. Okay, wait. Big red flag. Wait, no, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Did he, like, I, I'm thinking Neanderthal grabs the entire block and oh, takes yeah. a bite. He didn't oh, yeah. cut, cut no, off a no, piece he, and take a bite? He took the whole block of cheese, took a bite without asking to go in the fridge. Now, I understand that that's an <laughs> extra red flag. But even the fact that he opened the fridge, like, just went to the fridge without consent, just opened it up and just, like, looked inside and, like, went digging around. To me, it just, like, it just, like, screams they've never been told no like they like they, they've always gotten what they wanted and it just like it just rubs in the wrong way so that's my first red flag i want one more specific detail after he took the bite of the block of cheese <laughs> did he cut off like his teeth marks no he put it back in the fridge <laughs> okay that's a red flag right but th- i'd and say no, that's pretty gross that's a red flag but just the premise of going into a fridge i i, just, I hear what you're saying yucky i am um, i'm gonna disagree and i know a lot of people are gonna disagree with my disagreement Okay. But if he's comfortable enough with you and with the situation, you should be comfortable enough with him going into your fridge. No? I just want I just want to be asked. Anyway, okay. let's move on. Your first green flag hit me. My favorite green flag is a perfect, well-timed movie quote. There's nothing that hits me harder in the gut, hits my funny bone, than when a woman can deliver the most perfect movie quote on a time, especially extra points if it's an office quote. Love that. I love it. Okay, do you have an example? Like, <laughs> like hey, have you ever lost your... The, my favorite example is actually someone who quoted Creed Bratton. Now, Creed Bratton, as we all know, is from The Office. And I said... Well, what do you mean? Like, you got your purse stolen? What happened? And she said to me, nobody steals from Cree Bratton and gets away with it. <laughs> like, like, totally out of left field. Had no idea what happened to her, actually, but that uh, that's my example. 
Okay, I like it. I actually fully agree. I think that being movie literate is uh, a really, really important part of relationship and having the same kind of sense of humor. I like it. Okay, my first green flag is having a personality outside of his job. Everybody understands meeting that person who is like, yeah, crypto's like really good this week. Like, I don't know. Like, that's all I do at work. And then it's also all I do at home. And that's all I have to talk about. It's my entire personality is what I do. Barf. So a very boring man. A very boring man. But like, it's not even that they're boring. They just have... They're just so focused on one one thing and one thing that like I probably am not that interested in. Okay, is it cool? Is the thing cool at least? Like I know crypto no, is your example. Okay, even, even like take a lawyer. A lawyer okay. comes home and then is like, oh, I got to talk all about the cases. I don't know. I'm like, I'm over <laughs> it. Like <laughs> golf or go golf or something. <laughs> like I think um, if he was a, an astronaut, it might be a little more cool. Okay, yeah, but like go to work and then come home and be like, oh, babe, come outside. I want to point out all the fucking stars. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I understand there's probably not too many astronauts walking around available <laughs> out there. Um, and if there is, I'll help you find them. You know what? Um, you got to have a personality outside of work. I'm going to have to agree with that one. Yeah, um, I'm like, it's a huge, huge green flag of mine is like having something outside of work. Dull and bland. Something. Yeah, exactly. You want to be able to have a conversation with this person that doesn't involve crypto or like how many cases you lost this week exactly <laughs> blah, okay blah, blah. give me your second red flag steve my second red flag is disliking games or board games i have to have someone who will play with me who will play these games with me and i'm so happy that i found her but like people who are unable to play like what are the odds or they can't play like categories like i love games i love playing games you name it i love it if you're not into games i'm not into you okay fully fully agree with that one huge red flag if he's like i don't want to play this and there's been many times that the people like men or women that i've like gone out with or like been friends with are like i don't get the rules this is boring and i'm like uh you're boring like i get really offended when somebody doesn't like games i 100 percent agree right i think we've all been there too it's like like another example not even for like dating but on the golf course, hey guys, you want to play a game? And there's always that one guy's like, well, I don't know if we want to. I'm sure you've experienced it on girls' trips. We're like, hey girls, I'm, I'm doing this game. And there's always one like, lame. That sounds really dumb. And Bradley down the street is going to be here and I'm going to be really embarrassed. Yeah, I need someone who will play with me. <laughs> hey, yes, baby. <laughs> All right, hit me with your next riff. When a guy talks baby talk, I hate it. And like, every once in a while, I mean, like, I don't know, being like, no, no, I hate it. Um, Example, I dated a guy and I broke up with him solely for the reason that he would not stop baby talking me. How are you doing, Alyssa? It actually made me want to vomit every time I saw him. Was it a nervous tick? I don't know. I really don't know. But it was just like continuously like, would you like some some food? And I was like, yeah, there's something something weird going on here. I was not not into it. How many dates? How many dates with this dude? A lot. Like, like more than you care to even elaborate. Like we were like definitely seeing each other. Like it was like it was definitely past like the first, second, third date. Like it probably like ten or ten to twelve dates. Like probably like six, seven weeks of dating. Baby talk. I never. And like I really liked him. He was like he was a nice guy, but he just wouldn't stop. Do you like this? Okay, <laughs> you gotta tell me. I'm sorry. I, this is the first time I've heard of this. <laughs> um, this story. How did it end? You have to tell me. Like, was it like he just 
did hit you up with a quote at a restaurant you're like i'm i'm done. no i i think i ghosted him i think i just was kind of like even better yeah i think i started dating somebody else and was like <laughs> oh. anyways like you were great but boy have a great life like no it was just like <laughs> great guy but but like it just it just hit me okay your turn <laughs> green flag your second green flag green flag number two cursing I love a woman that curses. Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. A well-timed F-bomb. Like, and we're talking like, hey, babe, I want to take care of you tonight. Let's, we're going to take you out for dinner, and then we're going to hit up a Flames game. And she goes, fuck yeah. Like, bam. That hits me too. Hits me right in the heart. <laughs> I also love like, hey, babe, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom. I don't want a toilet paper. Can you toss me a roll? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that girl. And again, I found her. It's me. Um, okay, so my second green flag is creative with gift giving. I ah. love when a guy can like really purposefully plan a gift, um, either specifically for me or to something really different. Example, there was a guy that I wanted like a couple dates with. I did him for like a little bit. And instead of flowers, he would give me homemade pickles. <laughs> and yes, we call him Pickle Boy still to this day. Um, and it was just like really funny. Like it was just like, it was just like a fun kind of like. Did they have a bow on him like flowers sometimes do? Did he have a bone? A bow. A bow like wrapped around like a jar of pickles. Oh, like, that's very cute. No, it was just like literally he's like, hey, I made some pickles. Like that's, he didn't talk like that, but that's how I picture him talk. <laughs> um, but I just found it like really, really sweet and endearing. It was totally a green flag for me. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then now I like, just creative, like whenever you get me gifts, they're just like always very targeted to me. Intentional, right? Intentional. Intentional I, um, creative gift giving. Uh, there's nothing better than a, than a creative gift. I, I will agree with you on that one. I love that. That's a great green flag. All right. So my final red flag is not owning an apology. We've all been there. We've all done stupid stuff. And maybe the other person has done stupid stuff to us. And all we're looking for is an apology. And I hate getting the, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But, you know, it's kind of your fault we're in this position. Ugh, I know. I 100% agree with that. Thank God. <laughs> if you, Yeah, if you can't own... Own your shit. Own your shit. If you can't own your shit and you have to put it on somebody else, it's time for you to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. At least we agree on that. I agree. Perfect. My all third right. red flag is when a guy hates all of his exes. To me, it is like a, there is no way that every single girl that you eventually, you, you at some point liked is now crazy. You are the crazy one. There is absolutely no way that all great. of your exes are nuts. Great, great red flag. Like when it's, it's always, again, it's always somebody else's fault. Exactly. Like you can't own your shit. So it's like, yeah, I love that. That's a great red flag. And like, you know, nine times out of 10, if you were in contact with that, with like their ex, they're going to be like, oh yeah, something nuts happened. Like they did this. Right? I think that like, as much as like, yeah, things didn't work out with my exes. I don't think there's a single ex that like I, if I saw in public, I would like be like really concerned about. I agree. I, I don't think there's like uh, any of the, the women I dated seriously. If I ran into them on the street, I'm not crossing the street to, to avoid them. Because it was that bad or I hate them or they hate me. It's like didn't work out. Yeah. And no I'm not deal. going to be telling the new people that I'm dating. And I was never going to tell you like, oh, all my exes are crazy. I hate all them. And if people like don't see that as a big red flag, like call the exes, get their side of the story. Right. I think Ariana Grande said it best. Thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last green flag. Give me it. Okay. My final green flag is... 
giving me personal time to do the things I love to do. So I love sports. You know this. I love golf. I love hockey. I just love when someone will give me the time to to do those things. Give me the, like the hobbies, those interests. Like it could be anything. I could maybe I wanted to build in um, little figurines or models. Uh, as long as my the person I am dating appreciates my time and gives me the freedom to do that, I love that. I appreciate that. Agreed. And I think with us, that really translated into parenthood as well, right? Where we both are still able to do everything that we love because we both give each other that time. Right. Green flag. Green flag. Like compromise, right? It's great. Okay, so my last green flag. Please. Is when a guy had fat boy syndrome. And I've told you about fat boy syndrome before, Steve, but I'm excited to tell all of you about fat boy syndrome. Fat boy syndrome is when... Somebody who you're dating <laughs> at one point was fat or had a lisp or like had like strange teeth, maybe really bad breath, like something that um, made them maybe a little bit less popular in school. So with having fat boy syndrome, they then had to gain all the different qualities like being really nice and being really funny. So if a guy that I'm dating was like like the total popular guy in high school or like junior high, or like, like was never had some kind of issue that like made him funny and nice. I think it's a big green. It's a green flag to, or so yeah, it's a big green flag to have um, fat boy syndrome. So for the record, everybody listening, I uh, was never hugely fat. And it's not and just fat. She's saying like cute, subtle quirks that maybe. Maybe it's like to be honest. I had um, my my teeth were the greatest, but now my teeth are fixed. And I feel like so much more confident that like I'm just a nice, funny dude, right? That's kind of what you mean? 100% what I mean. I mean, if everything was perfect for you and you got everything handed to you and you were like the coolest kid ever and that you never got bullied, then I don't really want to date you because like you're probably not going to have the the humor that I want. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's a great green flag. I love that. Somebody with a good sense of humor, good values. Right? And typically morals. it comes from not like having some some crappy stuff when you're younger. No silver spoon. No silver spoon. Right. Fat boy syndrome. Hashtag fat boy syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So those are our green flags and red flags. So let's recap. Steve, red flags. Red flags. When people Send their food back. Can't stand it. Disliking games. My second red flag. My third one, not owning your apologies. Okay. I 100% agree on all of them. I agree on really? all of, Yeah, I agree on all of your red flags. I think the only one that I think is hilarious is the one that like you're like, do not send food back because I'm like, uh, you can set boundaries and be like, hey, you messed up my food. But I but like I actually do agree with that for the most part. Thank you. And again, yours. Yours okay, were? so my red flags are when a guy goes to a fridge without asking, mm-hmm. when a guy talks baby talk, and when a guy hates all of his exes. <laughs> I agree with all those red flags as well. I love it. I think that's the baby talk one's real specific, kind of weird. <laughs> I still can't believe that actually happened to you, but I, I understand why that's a red flag. Yours. Okay, green flags. Green flags. I am the perfect, well timed movie quote. A woman that curses, the perfectly timed use of the word fuck, and giving me my personal time and space. Gotta love it. I agree with all of them. And mine are, has a personality outside of their job, 
creative with gift giving and has fat boy syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I think we did pretty well. And you know, I think we did pretty well. And I think all of these things, both of us possess the green flags and don't possess the red flags. Now, all of these things are also changeable and moldable. So if you do one of these things, um, it, somebody might really, really like them. And if like, if you're somebody who's dating right now and you're like, no, actually, I really like that. Great. And that's what matters. But we're here to tell you what our red flags and our green flags are. Now, here is the part of this podcast where we give you a little bit of advice. <laughs> Steve, I want to know what your biggest marriage or parenting learning was this week. Uh, the biggest parenting learning I've had this week is never turn your back on an eight-year-old. Or no, sorry, eight-month-old who's learning to walk. Oh my God, I know. So we recently just got our son... Um, He's pretty mobile now. He's been crawling out. He's figured it out. He's climbing stairs. We put him on a diaper box, and he swan dove over the front of it and smashed his head. Now, before you judge us or judge me about being a negligent parent, I've consulted with multiple parents, and this happens to every child, every boy anyways. So if you have a child who is mobile, and they bonk their head at least four times a day, um... We've been told that's fairly normal. The over-under is typically four. So. Typically four. Today, we were going for a bonk-free day, and that just didn't quite work. No, I think we uh, we were on the under today, though. So that's, you know, it's positive. It's moving forward. How about you? Um, this week was really solidified. I didn't learn that this this week, but I think it was extremely solidified of ask for what you want specifically. Um, and I, I say that in like time. This week has been really, really business, really, really busy with my business building. Um, and I had like a lot of meetings. So I needed to like very specifically ask you for like certain time blocks to go do these meetings rather than just like either expect you to take care of Logan or just like be like take him and be like, oh, I'm mad at you and like, grumpy at you or not being able to like mm. do that. Being very, very specific with my asks. So good communication comes with that. Obviously, good scheduling comes with that. But thank you. I um I really appreciate I really appreciate that. Good. Now for all the dads out there, I mean, I think this is really challenging part of parenting, is that often moms are asked to play a thousand different roles, and dads get an applause if they play one. Mm. So you are an extremely hands-on dad and you're working full-time and you have a lot of hobbies like hockey and golf. How do you find time to like prioritize the different things so that I can also prioritize me? Uh, for me, it's a, a physical schedule. Like I know we got schedules on our phone, but I got to have that, that physical, like, like for example, we got the magnetic calendar on our freezer door that helps me in spades. Like if I don't have that, I'm a little bit lost. I love knowing your schedule, my schedule, and then I'm able to collaborate the two and then make it known in my head that like, okay, I got to be home for this, or maybe I can't make it to my thing tonight. Um, that's, that's my biggest tip is definitely have that schedule, that calendar. And I, and I love that. Now what's like the mindset shift? Like that's like an actual like physical shift, but like just your mindset from like day one of our marriage, you've always like put me first. You've always prioritized our marriage and now you prioritize our son. So like what's the mindset, the mindset shift that you have found is important in being able to prioritize things 
that maybe other men don't. It's strange, and I'm sure uh, men and parents in general can attest and uh, relate to this, but there's something that there's a switch that happens when when you hold that kid in your arms for the first time. There, there's a definite switch that's like you're going to do anything it takes and everything it takes to make this work. I know that sounds a little bit selfish that, you know, it should be from when I said I do, but like there's definitely feelings there. No, I get it. But when there's when you hold that kid in your arms for the first time, everything changes in your life and you will do and climb over any mountain it takes in order to make that happen and, and those things work. So that change in mindset is... It's like you thought you were a good human being before. You need to be the best version of yourself possible in order to make this kid's life easier and your wife's life easier. And that's why I fucking love you. <laughs> love you too, baby. Okay, and how about you? Now, what, what would you say the biggest mindset or mindset shift for you has been to make your life? Because you're like you've been on mat leave. But now you're you're getting your business up and building. How do you make time? Like you're still expected to be the mother. You wear ten hats in this household. Now, I'm astonished and amazed by you every single day. But how do you get by? How do you make it work? You know, I was chatting with a couple different friends um, who also are like working moms, and I think it's really interesting being at home still on maternity leave while still trying to build something, and then also find me time and. The answer is seasons and priorities. So everybody goes through different seasons, right? Right now, I'm in the season of motherhood and business building. And my priorities are number one, my son, number two, my wonderful husband, and number three, my business. So that means that I kind of give up some sleep. I give up some social time. I give up... um, some different things that maybe other people do. I don't really watch much more TV. And I actually hate when people are like, I don't watch TV. Like it just sounds just so like holier than thou. Like I'm just like, oh, don't you? Yeah, we all do. But often when I am watching TV, I'm like doing something else. So I think it's been, it's been just like prioritizing the things that are important and understanding that this is just the season that I'm in. Um, It doesn't make it better or worse than anybody else. It's just like a season and it's just prioritizing. Um, The multitasking is a lot and that's what I do. So basically every time I am doing something, I'm doing something else, which is also, you know, grounds for burnout. Um, So that self-care is really, really, really important. And having a partner who you can be very honest with is very important. Where we go back to the red flags and the green flags. Make sure that your red flags and your green flags are met and not met. Um, Make sure that your partner that you're going to be reaching out for and the person that you're going to decide to do your life with matches all of your green flags. So that uh, mental health time that Alyssa alluded to, and she makes she needs to make time for her self-care. So her self-care used to be spinning and then she took it to the next level, you know, and she goes, you know what? I want to teach this. So she just got done a three weekend, like a 40 hour course to become a spin instructor. So again, you amaze me. You're, you're astonishing. You're incredible. Thank you. Thank you. But, and thank you. And I think one of the biggest things is owning your hard work, Mm. but also understanding your privilege. And I think that you're, I'm just so, so lucky that you're so willing to be like, you know what? I got Logan for the whole weekend. You go do you. I think a lot of, society has told us first of all that women aren't supposed to do that and that also men aren't supposed to do that we're kind of told that women are supposed to be mothers full-time at all times and that men are supposed to just just kind of support when they can we we get when women 
do you know full-time uh, mat leave and we're doing all these fun things and I'm taking Logan out everywhere we're, we're told like oh that's normal but when a dad does bath time they get an applause and I think that's what we kind of have to shift um, thinking that it's like it's not 50-50 in a marriage or in parenting it's a hundred and a hundred um, mm. and I think that's a really interesting mind shift mindset shift to really understand is that no, it's it is it's not equal sharing. It's everybody in the partnership has to give it a hundred percent in order for it to like to make this kind of work work. And that is really being able to prioritize more than just your kid. I love that. So if it helps, like it's out of two hundred, not a hundred. Exactly. You each have to give a hundred. Each give a hundred. You know what? And there's some days that I can only give eighty. And then you got to give me 120. <laughs> That's all right. And that goes both ways, right? That's a two-way street. So um, what I have a whole new appreciation for are, are those single single parents. Right. Uh, moms or dads. Like, I, I don't know how they do it. It's me neither. And that's what I mean when I say privilege, you know, right. not everybody has the same situation that we do um, for all different kinds of reasons. And I think, you know, thinking that I would be able to have the same lifestyle without you is just mm. naive. Right. It's just, it's such a partnership. That's, it really is. Like when people always, we're always told like marriage is, oh, it's a partnership. You're signing up to, to work the rest of your life with this person. It's 100% right. It's, it's a contract that we both engage in together. And life is both of us figuring it out. Sometimes it's stumbling through the dark without a flashlight, but so far, so good. Like we, you make it work. And, like I couldn't have picked a better partner. That's for damn sure. Ah, oh, you're the best. <laughs> and I and I truly agree to that. Is that marriage is work, um, but I also don't totally agree with the quote that's like, "Oh, marriage is one of the hardest things you'll ever do." Mm. I think that with like the proper communication, the proper therapy, the proper understanding each other's needs, like each other's love languages mm. and apology languages and really like taking the time and energy to find each other's, really get to know each other stops the actual hard work and it makes it fun work. So what would you say is a hurdle or what's a hurdle you didn't expect to have and what's one that you thought was going to be hard that you ended up navigating a little bit easier than expected? So I didn't think that I'd ever get married because I was like, there's no way that I want to share my time with somebody that much. And I just like, didn't think that I'd ever want to make compromises. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and then I met you and I was like, I want to make compromises. What? And I was like, okay. So I think making compromises when you meet the right person was a lot easier than I expected. I'm super happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so. something that was harder than expected was figuring out finances and whether we want to combine finances, whether we want to like how each of us save versus how each of us spend. Like, I think that was like more challenging than I expected. Um, but we worked through it. I'm sure that's a, that's a fairly common one with a lot of couples. Like, but you (laughs) navigate like, uh, I'll give the example. Screw it. Like, I think it was our second date, third date. Uh, I take a list out, sure, my hometown. We're like, hey, I'm just going to stop and get the mail. And I whip out a, what, I open a check from the CRA. And it's like, I look at it and go, huh, shit. And Alyssa goes, well, what's that? Oh, nothing. I just owe the I owe the uh, government $16,000. <laughs> so it's like right out the gate. Not a good start. Yep, that's the example. And I think, again, everybody goes through hard times. Things happen like that we can't 
like we can't really plan for. Um, I think that's just the important part of like really understanding like each of the, of your partner and yourself's spending and saving habits and how they can coexist. For me, that was like, that was definitely the most challenging, but the way easier than I expected was making compromises for someone who like I wanted to. That that's so, that's so true. Like so important when you are actually in that relationship and you're, you're willing to do anything or, or everything, the things that I, I agree with you, like the compromises, like especially time, um, it it is a lot easier to do when you like your head over heels for somebody. Totally. I'd say um, the thing that went a lot easier than expected was actually moving in together, living together. That's a scary, scary yeah. thing. And you're always going to be curious and like, well, how are my home skills compared to this person? Like, do they empty the dishwasher? Do they clean the dishes? Do they do the laundry? Turns out we're good. We're all good here. <laughs> okay, and also I lived with my parents until I moved out with Steve. So like that is a com- complete fair analysis. I mean, like, <laughs> does this bitch know fucking anything? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she's very clean. She does do her own laundry. So, you know, we're all Sometimes. good there. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, and what was harder? Wow. Um... I would say the things that I I didn't do in past relationships that I continued not to do, and that would be really digging deep and communicating. Like you were able to pull that out of me, and I'm a better person for it, better communicator for it. And I, I always thought it was very hard. Like intimacy is one thing, but like the real intimate shit, like I I feel like I wasn't ever able to open up uh, like I had been with you. So I, that was. That was that, yeah. That was more challenging. That was so challenging for me because it's hard. Like everybody's got their guard up at the start and vulnerable, but like with you, actually, <laughs> the more I think about it, that was actually one of the easiest things. So I, I will have to <laughs> retract my previous statement. No, that and that I was think, so difficult. and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, you know, it's it's it was easier with me because you wanted to change, but I think that men have a really hard time in intimacy and in communication because they've been told their whole lives they're not allowed to be communicative. They're not allowed to have any emotions. So I think that definitely I understand why that would be really challenging to like learn how to have those emotions Mm. and learn how to be like, hey, I'm, I'm not doing really well can you take over and kind of allowing yourself to just kind of let someone else take care of you men with the conditioning aren't allowed to do that that is exact you you hit the nail on the head uh uh, letting my guard down enough to trust you to take care of me instead of me having to take care of everyone everyone else yeah that's and this is another example of why i married this amazing woman (laughs) like but she helps me get to the point i'm trying to make no i get you right and 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 i fully understand who you are as a person which is so lovely but i also understand where a lot of your conditionings come Mm. from right i understand that um being a man from a small town specifically you're just expected to be something so specific um that when you try to like stray from that and try to be more emotional typically you would just be told what would you be told well you're not mad enough probably the the biggest thing (laughs) right and you were, you know, called the probably called a pussy, which is the strongest Never. thing in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, like balls are real. I don't think I was ever called a pussy for for that, but generally men do get called pussies if they're a little bit more like uh, emotional or so, whatever you call it, soft or yeah. Which goes also into the conditioning of women when the worst 
insult for a man is my genitals. <laughs> but point. really, right? Like, like that's super <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> the biggest insult you can give a man is, "Hey, you're such a pussy," and it's it's like, okay, well, I have one. So like, yeah. <laughs> what? And honestly, growing up like that, that is like a really challenging thing for women too, right? Mm. On how to like open up and how to trust men and how to like how to trust themselves when men have been told the worst thing they can be as a woman. Mm, that's fair. But that's huh. also challenging for men. So like then more feminine attributes like communication, like being able to show your emotions are seen as so weak that it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort yeah. to really decondition that that feeling. And I'm proud right. of you for being able to do that because that's why we have the marriage that we have is because I helped you get to that point, but you were the one who like took off the layers. Yeah, right. So uh, being called sensitive isn't a weakness necessarily, right? It's more of an understanding like emotional intelligence. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I must say 845 days. I still can't believe it. <laughs> I know. Um, we've, been, we've lived in how many different places together? Four different five, places. Five. Four, five maybe. Unbelievable that we're actually here. And I couldn't have thought to do this with anybody better than you. I know. So everybody, again, this is the... And Counting Podcast with Steve and Alyssa. We will be doing one of these every two weeks and chatting about something in terms of relationships, dating, marriage, or parenting. We're going to keep it fun and light, and then we're going to go into the deep stuff because that's what marriage is. It's half fun and half work. All right. We'll see you next time.